Take a look at our upcoming featured ESPN football lineup. Michigan takes on TCU and Georgia squares off against Ohio State in the college football semifinals on Saturday. Monday, Penn State and Utah face off in the granddaddy of them all and the Bills battle the Bengals in a big Monday night football matchup that's also on ABC, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. Meanwhile, on planet Earth, from last night's Monday Night Football game, or before it actually, Chargers head coach Brandon Staley was uh, warming up with uh, with uh, some cat cow. Everybody that's knows. Re- <laughs> yeah, that's super relatable right there. Listen, that's what defined um, stability, man. Standing for three hours to watch a football game is bad on the back I, and the knees. I was well, shocked that people didn't know cat cow in the morning meeting. I, I'm not. I'm about I'm, that life. all the time. You know. Barty with myself. Rex used to do yoga all the time, so you know we're yeah, used man. to this. Downward, down, downward dog, all that. Downward dog, mo- mountain pose. As pregame routines go, is it better than Dak? Though we yeah. want to know if Dak is. The, is see, the, I see. I would pop my hip flexors on what Dak is thinking. doing. This is something that old people like us can do. You know, Cat Cow is perfect for us right now. That's actually fine stability. But I would be worried about injuring myself. You know what I'm jealous about? I'm jealous that he has so much color, and here I am as a black man looking flush because I ain't got no sunshine around. I need some vitamin D. Right. I didn't expect it to go there. Anyway, um, welcome back to. You never do. Welcome back to. No, you're right. You keep me on my toes. I appreciate that. Welcome back to Get Up. Uh, Coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. And we start our second hour today with the game of the night, which was that Monday night football game between the Chargers and the Colts. Here's Justin Herbert in year three trying to get into the playoffs for the first time. A win over the Colts last night would do it. Second quarter, no score. Chargers have second and nine in Colts territory. Here's a screen pass from Herbert to Mike Williams. Get the Chargers into the red zone. Later in the drive, here they are at the one-yard line. What are you going to do? You're going to give it to Austin Eckler? Hey, he's a ball. He's underrated. I'll tell you what. Yeah. People don't really give him the credit he deserves. Pretty good blocking on that play, though. i got to throw some love to the offensive lineman, even though D. Woods has oh, yeah. still guys. Next Colts possession, second and two on the Chargers, 46. Nick Foles to Ashton Doolin. Look at this hit by yeah, Derwin James. we call that crowning. We call that using the crown and a helmet. That's been illegal for about 10 years. Yeah, the officials called it a disqualification. Derwin James was not allowed <laughs> to play the remainder of the game. Next Chargers drive, two minutes left in the first have third and one on the Colts 48. Look at this to Keenan. Come on, Allen. the tightrope. No, he did not, though. They ruled that he stepped out of bounds and the Chargers would have to settle for a field goal. They're up 10 to 3. Trust me, it was more than enough. Chargers now up 13 to 3, facing second and long. Herbert to Mike Williams again, 16 yards. Nobody's going to want to see this team in the postseason. The Chargers? You like the Chargers in the playoffs? They're getting healthy. Well, of the first and goal at the one, Herbert to Eckler again. Second touchdown of the game. The Eckler Chargers do get that win, 20-3, and that clinches their playoff spot. Good Calls is brought to you by Subway. Chargers made plenty of good calls last night to lock up that playoff spot. They are guaranteed to be a wild card team, along with whoever the AFC North runner-up is between the Bengals uh, and the Ravens. That third and final wild card spot currently held by the Dolphins, but they haven't locked that up yet. We're going to get to them in a moment. But first, we're going to go to Denver, where yesterday, yes, the Broncos fired first-year head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Move comes after Denver started the season 4-11 and and lost on Sunday to the Rams by the score of 51-14. to Last night on Monday Night Countdown, Steve Young talked about what this means for Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson. In the end, Coach Hackett's gone. But Russell Wilson, at some point, you need to let us know that you're still you that you can still be a decent or above-average football player in the NFL. And that's why the most shocking thing in the NFL this year, to me, is the play of Russell Wilson. It makes no sense to me. 
it's a complete catastrophe, this entire yeah. situation in Denver with Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett not even making it through his first year. There, there's, I mean, there's plenty of blame to go around, right? Who's more at fault? I mean, listen, the blame is, is shared all the way around, right? You could talk about the coach. You could talk about the GM for handling the contract. But we can't absolve the quarterback. I mean, listen, the, 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 the organization handed you a quarter of a billion dollars. They didn't hand you a quarter of a billion dollars to be average, to be above average. They have paid you that money to be great. That's what they were expected. Everybody coming into the season was thinking that the, the acquisition of Russell Wilson, that the Denver Broncos would be, would be vying with, you know, with Kansas City and some of these other, you know, Buffalo as one of the elite teams in the AFC. And, you know, fast forward a few months, the Denver Broncos are, are the lowest scoring team in the National Football League, and the quarterback looks like a shell of himself. How is that even possible? Like you're talking about, like, this is not some first or, quarterback this away. is not some type of first or second year quarterback. This is a guy who's been in the league a long time, who's been in different offenses, who runs a similar type offense. Nathaniel Hackett brought in a West Coast offense. Guess where? What type of offense he came from in Seattle? West Coast offense, and all of a sudden he just precipitously declines off a cliff. I mean, the court, like you pay the quarterback to make you look good. It has that's what these, that's what the, these superstar quarterbacks do. They make you look good. And Russ Wilson just looks cooked. Instead, he's four and 11. Yeah. He's talking to the football. Zach Wilson has a higher QBR. Yeah. Bart, what do you make of what happened here? Who would have thought that Will, Russell Wilson would be the worst Wilson in football? I mean, basically, <laughs> when you talk about you know, looking at, at Russell, it just hasn't translated. And, you know, this was a team that we thought was only a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. That's why, you know, all the great quarterbacks was rumored to, to want this job because of the talent around. And now they have to figure out how they can kind of Give him. They have to go back to the basics and how do you get him like confidence? Because right now he just looks like a shell of itself. And I can't remember in recent history ever a quarterback falling this far off the cliff so fast. It means it, it, it lends me to say maybe it was more about maybe the system. All they, all this team had to average is 18 points a game, and they would be like 10 and two or yeah. something crazy like that. 18, and he, 15, like 17 points as a defense is a goal to hold a team to 17 or less. And that's why Bart, you just described the job description for the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Make Russell Wilson confident, make him productive. It has to be guys like Eric Bieniemy, who's had success in Kansas City. But can you trust Eric Bieniemy with that type of responsibility? Can you take a risk on a first-time head coach taking over an organization that has Super Bowl aspirations? I think you need a known commodity, and the only known commodity out there is Sean Payton. Well, that's certainly a possibility. The other interesting thing to me is there's two assistant coaches, Darryl Bevel, who's with the Dolphins right now, and Brian Schottenheimer, who's with the Cowboys, who are play callers in Seattle when he had success. The other thing is I would fortify the offensive line, do everything I can to give him confidence, guys. Because of the dead money, over $100 million next year and about 85 the year after, he's going to be there. The job description in Denver is make Russell Wilson the best he can be for the next two years. A couple of years ago, when Russell Wilson's agent put out that list of teams he wanted to be, he would, be, he would consider a trade to, yeah. the, the Broncos weren't on it. The Saints were, and that's when Sean Payton was their coach. I mean, is, right. is he? you think he's the key? I think he is, but we all know that the Sean Payton um, hiring would be a little bit complicated. And, Mike, you can yes. speak to that a little bit more because you have to give compensation up for him. And that's going to cost you the first-round draft pick that you got from Bradley Chubb because right. what happens is because of the Russell Wilson trade, you lost all your draft picks. Right. right. So, so basically what you're saying, if you're the Broncos, are you going to trade Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton in that scenario? So, that's a so, yes for me. Just so people know what we're talking about, 
Sean Payton remains under contract with the New Orleans Saints, so they have the right to demand compensation from another team uh, that would want to hire him. You like that move for the Broncos if they go all in for Sean Payton? Sean Payton. Well, I mean, this is Sean Payton. I mean, Sean Payton is one of the best coaches that that you know that we have in our have in our league. I'm just, I think the thing for me is. I'm just not convinced the quarterback can play anymore. But you can't get I, you can't give up on a guy because he has I'm one not, yeah, bad well, year listen, in all of his career. This well, is the first listen, bad I'm not saying, he's ever I'm had. not saying that. You, obviously, you can't give up on him because he got the contract. There's nothing. He's immovable. You can't move yeah, him. Yeah, but I'm talking so, about your confidence. And you can't give up on any player that we consider a Hall of Famer. Physically, he's still young enough to still be in this physical Bar- prime. Bartholomew. He can give he up on him if he wants. He doesn't have to pay him. Bartholomew. Or- have, oh, have we been watching the same games? Yes, I'm just saying this one this dude, You, you just sat here and said, you okay. literally sat okay. here and said that okay. he's the worst Wilson in the National Football League. And we watched Zach Wilson he might on, have third, a, on Thursday he, night. He could have a yips right and, now. Okay. And that man is looking okay. worse than, than okay. Zach Wilson. Okay, so Tom Brady said he ain't retiring. Is your old teammate cooked, or do you give him the benefit of the doubt? Hey, Not t- saying that they're the same type because it's a right, big they, we can't even put them in the same stratosphere. We can't even put them in the same stratosphere. But we thought that Wilson was a Hall of Famer before this season. Did you think Russell Wilson was a Hall of Famer? No, I, I had questions. I okay, had was questions. he close well, to a Hall of Famer? He was, yeah, borderline. Yeah. So, Sean Payton, if anybody can get it out of him, I think it's Sean Payton. And I think you have to give Sean Payton an opportunity. Boy, look at the, the problem is I think Sean Payton should be given the power to be the general you, manager as well. Because that general manager yeah. needs to be held accountable. Well, so, he needs to get a shot for it. Yes, yeah, I am. Well, he has signed with Russ Wilson. Guys, here's the negotiation with Sean Payton. Here you go, Sean. Just sign here. You fill it all I mean, but you're, would you're you give a problem being the general manager? Because that general manager needs to be held accountable yeah, as well. No, Sean Payton, you're going to give everything to, and then some. You want whatever you want plus ten percent. You have all power control. Go make Russell Wilson right. work. You could draft his replacement a year, but he's going nowhere. Right. So if it's Sean Payne, that's how the negotiation is going to go. And Sean Payne don't have many options either because the Charger. The, he's the, what, I'm, what I'm saying is the Charger job, the one that he wanted, a young quarterback, yeah. it looks like it's closed because the Chargers are going to the postseason. So you can't fire Staley after they go to the playoffs. D. Wood, you, you still sound – you seem skeptical. Come on, man. I mean – you all ahead. this arguing, you know. You ain't going to be able to play no Sierra. You ain't going to be able to play no Sierra. I just know what my eyes tell me. When I watch Denver Broncos every week, just cook. it's the same thing. The quarterback just looks done. You would have yeah. thought Geno was done too, but he revived his career. And if he's really done, they gave up all that to get him. They paid him that much. You could bring up the ghost of Vince Lombardi to coach him, and it's not going to matter. Big news out of Miami yesterday where quarterback Tua Tungavailoa is back in the concussion protocol. He uh, showed up yesterday, told team doctors that he was dealing with symptoms. Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel said he could not pinpoint a moment in Sunday's game where Tua might have been injured, but he's in the protocol now. His status for a, a critical Week 17 matchup with the Patriots is in doubt, and here's McDaniel on this topic yesterday. I care very deeply about each and every player. Um, I take that serious, so um, you know, I just, I just want him uh, to get healthy and have peace of mind in that regard. It's about uh, the human being and um, making sure he's uh, squared away. Tua previously entered the concussion protocol after Miami's week four loss to Cincinnati. He missed the team's next two games after that. Remember, he had taken another hard hit four days earlier in a win over Buffalo. Uh, that He stayed in that game after he was evaluated. Uh, all this led to the NFL, the NFLPA, making changes to the concussion protocol. Uh, and here we are now heading into week yeah. 17 with Tua back in uh, the protocol. So uh, what's this mean? They have, I mean, they have a must-win game basically yeah. this weekend. What's this all mean? 
It means that Tua Tungvaloa's future in NFL is, is under review. I, listen, you can't, I can't with good conscience sign him to a long-term contract. I mean, he's a very slight build you know, quarterback. We had concerns about you know, his issues with you know, his knee, his hip, or whatever he hurt in college, always you know, not being available in college. And that's usually an indication of how you're going to be in the NFL. The quarterback position is relying on your availability. And he hasn't been able to be available. And I'm starting to get con- you know, concerns with the amount of concussions or you know, that's starting to add up because that doesn't bode well for you. Well, I don't know if Tua makes it to a second contract. What's this conversation like in the front office? Yeah, well, I think you want to bring him back. He's obviously had a very good year. He's an improved player. The structure of the contract is going to be more, much more consequential. Average per year, you could work that out you know, somewhere in the top ten. But why lock yourself into a contract for three years when he – I would make him have to prove it. You don't have to give him a contract this year, do you? No, no. The, the next decision is going to be do you exercise the option or not because he's right. going to be going into year four as a first-rounder. But the more interesting discussion is how much of it's guaranteed. There, I don't think any team's going to say here's $100, $125 million guaranteed based on the fact – that he's only played one full season going back to Alabama. So that's, to me, the more interesting part of the negotiation. Then you have to bring in somebody else that can compete with him. If they don't keep Teddy Bridgewater, there's going to be a couple of free agents out there, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mike White, but they're going to have to bring somebody else in that obviously could compete with Tua or, or give, him, give them a chance to win a handful of games if he gets so hurt. So how, how do you sign him to a contract and bring in a guy like Jimmy G who's going to cast a big shadow? Because the first time they got rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick because they were afraid you know, that that was distracting him because every time he struggled, you put somebody else in. So how do you bring a guy in like Jimmy G? Is that an indication that you're, you're not going to buy into him long term? Well, what I would try to do with someone like Jimmy G is give him high-end backup money with a chance. Backup money for Jimmy well, G? Well, again, because the conversation with Jimmy G is you haven't been able to get through a season either. So give him an incentive-laden deal. It may be hard to do, but there's going to be some quarterback out there that wants to go down because they have such great weapons to say, hey, I may not start, but if I get out there, I have a chance to resurrect my career. That's the long-term picture here, which is obviously significant. Short-term, this is a team that's lost four games in a row. Mm -hmm. Going into Foxborough this weekend, may not have their quarterback, may not have him next week. What do you make of where the Dolphins are right now? What do they need to do? I think they're in a tough spot because we don't even know if he's going to be available not only this week, but but the following week against the Jets. Um, you know, this. first of all, when you look at the Miami Dolphins, out of all the teams in the, in the AFC East, they got the worst defense out of all of them. So you can't necessarily depend on the Dolphins just stymie teams. And I know it's going up against the New England Patriots, and they have their own problems offensively. But, they do. Defensive, uh, but, but New England does have a very good defense. And when you don't, don't have two available, that offense is different when two is not in there. And that, it just we, We've seen that. And so I think it's going to be a real struggle for Miami to go on the road in New England without Tua and get a W. I mean, they, they, you know, Miami really surprised me when they went up in Buffalo how physical they were running the football. But I don't know if that's attainable against a defense like New England. So then now that means you're going to have to put it in the hands of Tandy Two Gloves. And we don't know if he's going to play. We don't know if this Google, you breathe on him hard. He got knocked out by a 165-pound quarterback. But, but Bart, hold on a second. Quick final Speaking word here. Yeah, you're not yeah. saying, but New England's not necessarily going to score a lot of points either, so it could be a low-scoring game. We will see. Certainly a big one for Miami. Whoever plays quarterback, Hello, Ryan Clark. they have got to win it. Yeah, Ryan Clark's running around here. I don't know. He wasn't supposed to be on the show. <laughs> we'll see if he wants to join us. Coming up, though, Dak was clutch Saturday night, but one of our analysts came away from the game more encouraged by what the Eagles showed in a loss. We'll find out why when Get Up returns. Plus, where's Lamar? Is his injury worse than we thought? What go. John Harbaugh said that is raising many questions. <laughs> the That's only next. Dude, the only dude that talked more than I do. What's up, man? What's going on, man? We got visitors. What's happening?
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Come on, get up. Back on Get Up, it is time for Overreaction Tuesday. I'm going to make statements, and you guys tell me if I'm overreacting or not. Bart, the Eagles' injuries will cost them a chance at the Super Bowl. Is that an overreaction or not? We're being a prisoner of the moment. Overreaction, man. Listen, this is the most oh. deep. This is the deepest team in football. Maybe the best roster in football. They'll be fine. They can overcome a few injuries. They're talented, and their quarterback is in the top ten. Like I said uh, weeks ago, and y'all told me I was lying. All right, fine. Uh, here's another one. I'll try D Wood. Maybe you got me here. Steelers. The Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers will make the playoffs. Overreaction or not? That's not an overreaction. Ooh, it's go. not. Like, look, first of all, I'm, I'm always going to be a believer in a Mike Tomlin coach team. But if you look at the road that the Steelers have to go, it is it's conceivable that they could actually do this. It's a lot. It, it seems like we've been talking like all these scenarios with a lot of different teams. Like, there's a plausible role for these teams to make the postseason. The Steelers, their biggest their biggest issue, 
They just got to win it. They got to win in Baltimore. Dolphins are sliding. The Jets are sliding. Mac Jones yelling at everybody. It's possible. Mike T, this will be Lamar Jackson's final season in Baltimore. Overreaction or not? Massive overreaction. Massive. Massive. Not only do I think they'll get a long-term right. deal done, if they don't, tours, franchise tag. So he's going nowhere. Yesterday, uh, Coach John Harbaugh spoke to reporters in Baltimore on the status of Lamar Jackson, who's missed the last three games of the knee injury. Here's what he had to say. As far as Lamar, do you expect him to practice this week? Uh, we just have to see. Are you so optimistic, whether it's this week or not, that he is going to be able to come back at some point this year? Sure. Of course. <laughs> so lots of information there, uh, obviously, that uh, that's really helping us make sense of this situation. Yeah. Do you expect them to come back? And if so, do you expect them to make a run in the playoffs? Absolutely. Whenever you have Lamar Jackson, the running game is going to go up exponentially. Um, even if he's not his, his normal self because of the threat of him being able to hold the backside linebacker and the backside you know, uh, defensive end. But I do have concerns that they just don't have enough around him. You know, I hope finally they go out and they really invest top dollar in a number one receiver because we haven't seen the best of Lamar Jackson because I feel like they haven't surrounded him. Now, maybe that has a lot to do with you know, free agents don't want to come here because they don't want to be stock blocking a lot during the game. But they have to go out and get his Stephon Diggs, his Jamar Chase, because that division is only going to get more and more competitive, especially now the fact that Deshaun Watson is going to have a full offseason to be acclimated within that division with that team. They have tried. They've drafted receivers in the first well, round, they but it hasn't worked. Drafting is different. Yeah, Everybody found... else, they didn't draft the receiver for Josh Allen. They went out and got one. Right. They used a first-round pick on a guy they knew was already good. What do you think about the Ravens? Yeah, listen, I, I think that – Obviously, Lamar Jackson coming back, I don't know if he's going to be the 100% version of himself. Right. But, you know, it's, it's still going to impose fear in defensive coordinators because just the threat of Lamar Jackson out there running. I think long, just looking long term, though, with the Baltimore Ravens, just to echo, echo Bart's point, like, I don't think you can tr- you'll truly unlock Lamar Jackson until you get a threat on the outside. Someone out, outside the numbers. you got to be able to threaten every blade of grass on the field. Yeah. And when you look at Baltimore – so much of their game is between the numbers that if you don't have those le- a legitimate guy on the outside, mm. I think there's only a, there's a certain limitation yes. that it's you place it's on them offensively. He has been injured late in the season each yeah. of the last two years. The big story from last offseason, would he get the contract extension? He did not. The dispute over guaranteed money. Mike T, you're in the front office. You're assessing this situation with Lamar going forward. What are you thinking? I think we got to keep him. He's a great dynamic player. And even if he's going to miss a handful of games every year, which we're seeing with every team now, I think there's about 12 teams in the league that have played the same quarterback. He's too good of a player. He's too dynamic. Obviously, as you mentioned, Dan, it's going to be about guaranteed money. There's that $230 million fully guaranteed contract for Deshaun Watson out there. Obviously, they weren't comfortable going there. But there's got to be some middle ground here. And the other part of this guy is, like, there's a great – good. No, go on. Oh, okay. I'm listening. No, there's a great expression that applies here that not all injuries in the NFL are created equal. Right. And when you lose Rashad Bateman and Devin DuVernay, you're already at a position where you don't have a lot of depth. Those have been hugely consequential to them. But I think Bart's point is even with Bateman and DuVernay, they didn't really have what they need one. to really unlock the offense. They, I mean, do you think they need to go out and get somebody, like a real a Yeah, absolutely. So, so question, uh, conversation number one with uh, – 
Lamar Jackson is like, we got to get an extension done. By the way, 1A is we're going to take some of this other money and go get a receiver. Oh, so, here you go. Absolutely. It's an allocation. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what Lamar Jackson is going to say? He's going to say, okay, cut Marcus Peters and take his money and go get me a number one receiver because you've been spending all your equity and all your money on the defensive side of the ball. I'm the best player. Support me not going out and getting Marcus Peters, Marcus Williams, and going out and getting all-star teams on defense. We need to score points. You've got to go out and get me a number one receiver. So cut that dude. Yeah, my response is look at Tom Brady and all the money he left on the table, and they had a great team around him. Look at well, this graphic of guys. Well, ain't that, Tom Brady. I ain't, got no, I ain't had no rich wife. Guys that did get paid this past offseason at the quarterback position. We'll get back to that in a second. But guy, Lamar did not get the contract. But look at the, these five guys. Not, not big return on investment. Not exactly huh? working but out. But Lamar Jackson is a MVP, and he, didn't, he was carrying his team again. So it's not like but he's going to Lamar Jackson's going to get paid and going to get paid top dollar. Like there's no disputing that he's too good of a player not to. And plus, everything is built around Lamar Jackson yeah. in Baltimore. Again, he probably has the deal by now if he wasn't insisting on fully guaranteed money or they weren't insisting on not giving it to him. We'll see where that goes this coming offseason. We come back. Dak bounced back on Saturday. But do the Cowboys have a big crack <coughs> in their foundation? Our analysts have real concerns with Dallas, and they will share them with you next. But first, we got sneaky hembo time. It's for Bart. The Cowboys have lost eight straight road playoff games, tied for the second longest streak in NFL history. Who has the longest? I have bad reading comprehension. We'll go over <laughs> it in a break. <laughs> Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, or you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com deals. That's dell.com deals. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, we're back with Sneaky Hembo. This one is for Bart. And the question really is, who owns the longest road losing streak in NFL playoff history? Because the Cowboys are second on the list. And this is interesting, and I kind of um, was cheating with uh, Mike T. He said something very interesting. It kind of made me think. 
Phillip Rivers used to lose to the Patriots all the time. They always won at home, but they would lose. So I'm going to go with the San Diego Chargers, now known as the Los Angeles Chargers. No, the correct answer is the Detroit Lions. Oh, I see Hembo going with me. He's he trying to make it personal. They've lost you know, 11 fan. straight road playoff games, a streak that dates back Listen, to 1970. Yeah, I, I'm surprised they made it to the playoffs from 1970 surprised, to now 11 times. I'm surprised they even had 11 road exactly. playoff games. That's exactly right. I, for the record, I would not have gotten that one right. We're going to play a game now called Contender or Mike. Pretender. Mike Tannenbaum. If the Packers make the playoffs, are they a contender or a pretender to reach the Super Bowl? They're a contender by definition. Number 12 makes them a contender anytime he's on the field. An all-time great with a, two young receivers, a defense that hasn't been great, but will continue to get better. They are contenders. D. Wood, are the Vikings contenders or pretenders for the Super Bowl? <sighs> they're Wrestling pre- they're pretenders, man. Like, like it. Everyone will, t- will say, oh, the, the 11 one-score you know, one games that they won, but I'm sorry, you got to be able to pack a defense in the postseason, and that's not anything that I see from the Minnesota Vikings, so no. How about the Dallas Cowboys, Bart Scott? Contender or pretender to reach the Super Bowl? Pretenders, man. To me, they're a front-running team. Um, I think, yeah, they have all the elements on paper. You can make a case for them, but they don't have that grit and that physicality that I think you need in a postseason to go and, and beat a – Philadelphia uh, team or go and, and fight San Francisco in the phone booth. I don't think they had the physicality and the mental fortitude and toughness. They soft. Well, you know who disagrees with you? Of course. Michael Irvin. I know. It's Wouldn't shocking, be the first right? time somebody disagreed with me. He w- that's correct. Maybe not even the first time today, honestly. But anyway, Irvin, <laughs> Michael Irvin was on first take yesterday. He sounded extremely pleased and a little bit hungry uh, when he was assessing <laughs> the Cowboys' offensive performance Saturday. Listen to this. You put on a 40 burger, a 40 burger, a 40 burger on the number one pass defense in the National Football League, a 40 burger. Wait, wait, wait. He did not. They haven't allowed over 250 yards passing, and that goes that that goes off. Yes, you threw that interception early on. He threw it. He got past it. We we spotted him ten points. <laughs> I mean, sound effects, uh, high level there over on first take uh, with Michael Irvin. Anyway, look, Dak Prescott, we've talked a lot about the interception issues. Obviously, he yep. threw one early, uh, got past it, actually had a great game uh, against the Eagles on Saturday night. But we're talking about the playoffs. And while it hasn't always been on him, right, the, the Cowboys with Dak Prescott have not had playoff success. Yeah. So when we get into the postseason, do you trust him to win – I guess he's going to have to win three playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. They have the number one offense in the NFL since he's been back, and they just added T.Y. Hilton, another explosive element who helped convert a third and 30. Here's a guy that can make plays with his feet we just saw. They just got back Tyron Smith, who is a great tackle when healthy. They could run it with two really good backs. They check every box. So I understand the success he hasn't had, Dan, but, boy, this team is loaded their defense, we know, can rush the passer. This is going to be a really hard team to beat when we get to the playoffs. Defense has not been doing it lately, though, Bart. You're, you're not as certain, obviously, on the Cowboys I'm, and I'm, Dak. I'm, 
I'm not because also you know, they're going to have to be road warriors. And, you know, the way that is going, they're going to get Tampa, which is what everybody wants, I believe, in the playoffs. But then secondly, they have to play Philadelphia and then potentially San Francisco. I just don't think they can go through that gauntlet. And we keep talking about, oh, well, Dak had a great game. In the playoffs, you can't turn the ball over and make, put teams on short fields. And that's what he's done. I know before last game, you know, eight of his 11 uh, turnovers were in his own territory. So you talk about, oh, well, he's going to figure it out. He's going to get it done. Then he continues to, t- to turn the football uh, over. And his team has been a team that has been struggling for years in penalties, clock management. And I just think that, you know, with all that being said, I think they're going to find themselves coming up a bit short. What do you think, D-Wood, on Dak? Uh, well, listen, I look at the quarter, uh, the quarterbacks in the NFC yeah. that he will be com- com- uh, potentially competing against. Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. like Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, listen – no Aaron one Rodgers. He's the best yeah, quarterback. But the, the, yeah, but those but those guys are shells the, 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 right. They're shells, yeah, the, and their teams are shells of themselves from prior years. So when you stack when you stack Dak up against those other quarterbacks, I mean, I, I like Dak's chances against those. But but, guys. but correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, uh, Uncle TB. They um, were the number one offense again last year, correct? They were. And what happened? They ran against a physical football team, and they got sent home in their own building. Now they're going to be on the road because they're not going to win the division. So do they have that type of mental toughness to walk into a hostile environment when all the energy is on the other side of the field, of the sideline, and be able to have that type of fortitude? They have not shown me that they're tough like that mentally. I think the difference between last year and this year is their defense is better. I know it hasn't played great the last couple of weeks. The one that got lit up by Jacksonville? Okay. <laughs> There were a couple of turnovers in that game. That in actually, Tennessee? Yeah, so when you're at the minus eight-yard line and you're up ten points, you probably shouldn't throw the ball into coverage. But that's be that as it may. What I'm saying is this is a team that is, to me, the 2022 Dallas Cowboys beat the 2021 Cowboys. I mean, you don't – honestly, like – they didn't show you anything on Saturday? I was, I, was, I was more encouraged by how Philadelphia looked by losing their right tackle and their nickel and still being in that game with their and, backup quarterback. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, but Dallas, I mean, they score, they score 30. They roll out of bed and score 30. Like, it's like they, they see, score but, like crazy. See, but when you get in the playoffs, it's different. Hmm. The intensity is different. Can you handle the pressure? And this is a unit that hasn't handled the pressure. Dak Prescott, when he gets in the tournament, has not handled the pressure. And he hasn't shown me anything this season that shows me that he's, he's evolved and been able to play that, and elevate. Mark, they're, they're down 10 points at home. He throws a pick six to a defensive lineman. Okay, and, 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 and Philadelphia has two turnovers in five minutes on some of the most unlikely handoff exchange. Handoff of running back exchange. All Come right. On, man. Well, he's buying the Cowboys. He's not. One uh, thing's for certain. We'll all find out together, and we will keep talking about it. We're going to do something now called On the Clock. We're going to look at quarterbacks teams and, and ask if teams should keep or dump them. Uh-huh. So I want to put 90 seconds on the clock to talk about Daniel Jones. Start with you, Bart. Should the Giants keep him or dump him? Absolutely, especially if the price is right. Absolutely, Daniel Jones, absolutely they should keep him. Okay. Especially if the price is right. Daniel Jones has weathered the New York storm. Remember, we were talking about him like Zach Wilson, talking about, hey, he's not good enough. They should have never moved up. And what was Gettleman thinking? I think this year is vindication that he is the right quarterback for this market. He's a guy with a slow heartbeat. Yes, he's stopped the turnovers. And Dayball has been able to get a lot of productivity from him. And he's shown a lot of grit in how he's been able to go in tough environments with seemingly no receivers. No Kadarius Toney. No Kenny Galladay. He's not playing at a high level. He's doing this with Saquon Barkley and a good defense. See what you keeping or dumping Daniel Jones? I'm keeping him. I'm keeping him. I think he's shown me like, like, what was Daniel Jones known for, for like, the prior few years? Like, Turnovers. the turnovers. 
the fact that he's been able to correct it, because I always said the number one job of a quarterback is to take care of the football, and he's been able to make plays without basically any threat on the outside. Outside Saquon Barkley, what do the New York football giants really have? Not they've very been, much. Not very much, and they've been able to have a respectable offense, you know, on that in that organization. Yeah, guys, I want to keep it for all the reasons you said. Like, there's another fundamental part of this equation. What's your alternative? He's a young, ascending, high-character player. You want to invest in those sorts of players, and when you look at the alternatives, there just aren't there, there aren't very many good. So you can't struggle in New York for your first and second and third year. Oh, this is going safe. back to Zach Wilson. No. We already well, had well. that conversation. What do you know? D. Wood can believe in the men in blue, but not the men in green. I think I heard the buzzer. You do this. Let's put another 90 seconds on the clock. That went pretty well. Mike, t- there's the buzzer. I thought I heard it. <laughs> Mac Jones, keep or dump? You got to keep him. He took the, his team to the playoffs a year ago as a rookie. Obviously, things haven't gone nearly as well this year, but I can't say it's all on him. So this is a team that I actually think has better pieces on offense than they're given credit for, <laughs> and they still have a real puncher's chance of making the playoffs. They had the bizarre ending against the Raiders, and Ramondre Stevenson is seven yards away from being a really good Bengal team. So, again, not perfect, not the athlete I wish you know he was, but when you look at the alternatives, Mac Jones is a representative winning NFL quarterback. I just love the fact that I get to bask in the fact that the Patriots have now found ways to lose that and creating new ways to lose football games. <laughs> Something that we would never had, you know, uh, as a adjective for the Patriots team. But yeah, I think you have to keep Daniel Jones, uh, but you have to try and get rid of Matt Patricia because really they're stunning his growth. He was on a trajectory where he could be a very good quarterback, not a great quarterback, but without you know competent competence at the coordinator position. He's going to struggle and struggle mightily. He would. You keeping or dumping Mac? Yeah, I'm keeping Mac. But listen, I think Bill Belichick, the GM, is failing, failing Mac Jones. I mean, that's just to be, that's just to be quite honest. You know, when you look at, you know, elevating a defensive coordinator to offensive coordinator, like that's that's silly. Too far. Like that, that, that's that's silly to me. Like to to it's almost it's a disrespect. It's, it's a disrespect to the offensive coordinator position <laughs> to be able to do something like that. They need more explosive pieces. In that, um, on that, you know, on the Patriots' uh, offensive side. So, yes, I'm keeping Mac Jones, but they definitely need to tinker and bring in a real play caller and someone that can continue to develop Mac Jones. Keeping Mac, but building up around him. That, that, that may well happen. One more. 90 seconds on the clock. D. Wood, Derek Carr, mm. keep or dump for the Raiders. <laughs> I think I might have to dump. I think I might have to dump Derek Carr because, listen, you're paying Derek Carr a lot of money, okay? Accident. Look who – your whole thing, if you're the Raiders, how do we get past Patrick Mahomes and now Justin Herbert in division? Do we think that Derek Carr can compete with those two guys? I don't think so. You just gave him a big contract. That's the whole goal. The number one goal is to win your division. Derek Carr is not winning the, winning the AFC West. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm mo- I'm dumping that contract, and I'm trying. I'm fine trying to find somebody else. If they who's somebody else? I, who I'm, who the hell out there? I, like I'm, this is a package deal. Devonta Adams, like, hey man, I came here for question. a certain reason, bro. So if he goes, I go. Then what you gonna do? Oh, you got to just grow the receiver. Is Derek Carr win? Is Derek Carr beating Patrick Mahomes? He took him to the playoffs. He took, didn't he take this team to the playoffs in dysfunction? He now he's had a Burrow. down year. And it's not like he has a crazy contract, D. Wood. He has a very team-friendly deal. 
And listen, they're streaking now. It really has been because of what uh, Josh McDaniels has done. He hasn't been the coach that he's been done. Darren Waller's been injured. Maybe they play a lot better when those pieces come back. Yeah, I, I would dump and Here's why. The, oh. answer, the answer's on that graphic, guys. I'd rather take Will Levis or C.J. Stroud the first round and take that $33 million invested in that defense that's terrible right now. $33 million, that is 12, that it's going to be 50 next give me a, year. Give me a that's quarter, $17 million give me a under quarter, market give value me a, give me a for quarterback, a quarterback. Give me a quarterback. Oh, oh, you going to keep Daniel Jones. Absolutely. The, At what the, price? The buzzer went $30 off. $30 million. The buzzer went off, give me so the we're done. Let's, let's save that because this sounds like a good discussion. Some truth, we we're going to do it again another time uh, about Derek Carr. Meanwhile, we keep on bowling tomorrow. Three more games on ESPN. ESPN Deportes and the app. Central Florida squares off against Duke in the Military Bowl, presented by Periton in our first game at 2 Eastern. Then, Kansas against Arkansas in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. And at 9 Eastern, Texas Tech takes on Ole Miss in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. When we come back here on Get Up, Denver in disarray. Head coach Nathaniel Hackett is fired. Is it Russell Wilson's fault? How much has this season hurt Russ's legacy? We'll talk about all that next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back on Get Up and back to Denver, where yesterday the Broncos fired first-year head coach Nathaniel Hackett. The move comes with the Broncos at 4-11 and and following a 51-14 Christmas Day loss mm. to the Rams. Our Steve Young was on Monday Night Countdown last night and talked about the Hackett firing and what it means for Russell Wilson. In the end, it's a Russell Wilson problem that only Russell Wilson can fix. It's not someone coming in to run an offense. That run. Uh, Russell Wilson's played long enough. He is a veteran all-pro player, maybe a Hall of Fame player. Like, he needs to fix himself, and whatever comes, this game is for him. The Today's game is for him. doesn't matter what the offense is. He has a way and the experience to figure out some way to be productive. This is about Russell Wilson fixing Russell Wilson, not about a, a head coach that come in and can sing to him. This was, I mean, remember the, the Russell Wilson trade and how excited Super everybody. Super Bowl contenders, baby. I mean, the greatest division of all time and the quarterbacks mm-hmm. and everything like that. So one year, one really, really bad year. What does it do for Russell Wilson's legacy? How are we looking at him now? 
I mean, we're, we're looking at him that maybe he was a product of a system and an environment that Pete Curl really allowed him to flourish, handing the ball off and taking moon ball shots. We've seen what Pete Curl's been able to do with Geno Smith. I think it hurts his legacy. But, you know, for Russell Wilson, just glass half full, he's going to have two years to figure it out and be able to try and erase this one bad year. Everybody's had a bad year. He's afforded, I think, one bad year. Now, if next year he can't turn this thing around and it's the best that we're going to see on Russell Wilson, we're going to remember him in a much different light than we did from his Seattle days. <laughs> Yo, Dan, you bring up a really interesting context. When they made that trade, like, Denver felt like they had won, like, the lottery because yeah. it was so competitive to get mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. They were beyond enthusiastic when they were able to make the trade. So, going back to Steve Young's point, the job description for the Denver Bronco head coach is make Russell Wilson work. Nothing else matters. He is there for the next two years, whether they like it or not. Because why? Explain the contract. Because next year, if he's out there, $107 million in dead money, mm. $85 million in 2024. You couldn't even fill out a roster with 52 other guys at the minimum. You couldn't field the team. He has to be on the team for the next two years. And that's why... And from a, uh, from a coaching standpoint, guys like Brian Schottenheimer, D- Daryl Bevel, former play callers as offensive coordinators, whatever it takes to make him successful is what they need. He would. Can it work? Can they bring in the right coaches to get Russell Wilson squared away? Um, the holiday. I think. It, listen, I, <laughs> I think it's going to be tough. I, I, listen, the way Russell Wilson has played this year has severely hurt his legacy. I mean... I can't remember a quarterback falling off like off a cliff this fast. Maybe he's not. You know, this this, this fast if you're Russell Wilson. Maybe a guy like Sean Payton can do it. We, we, you know, we we talked about Drew Brees earlier in the show, and 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 how that how how that relationship worked, and and how both of those guys were very successful. But like Steve Young said, a lot of this scout goes on Russell Wilson, like. You need to you need to like self scout, self evaluate. What what did, what didn't I do this year? What what do I need to do better? How do I need to prepare? What do I need to alter going into 2023? Because this year was just atrocious. When you watch him, do you see a diminished player, or do you see a guy that just didn't click with the new surroundings? I, I listen. I, I see a diminished. I see a diminished player, and I just saw, I just saw a player that it seemed like he didn't really understand the offense. Like a guy that didn't right. really, that, that really didn't understand, well, and it may, and it makes me question, like, well, what was the system like in Seattle? Like, what, say. what was the system like in Seattle? Like, what did they do behind the scenes with Russell Wilson, as far as you know, helping him with, you know, with the plays and all those type of things? Because, quite honestly, he looked just absolutely confused this year. Operating this system by Nathaniel Hackett. But, but Derek, I think Sean Payton's offense again. is real easy to learn. But, but say that again, though. Nathaniel Hackett, we don't know what kind of coach this dude is. He, he looked like he was not prepared. Like, he was a guy that never called plays before. He looked like he was the problem. Well, I'm not, absol- so, I'm not absolving Nathaniel well, Hackett in this whole thing. Right. Nathaniel got yeah. fired. I mean, there's no reason yeah. to pile on. No, no, but right. what I'm saying yeah. is maybe that was part of the reason. Maybe he didn't have a good enough offense. Maybe he didn't know what he was doing, and it trickled down to Russell Wilson. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But, Bar, here's the thing, Bar. You're making a quarter no, of a billion. I get now, that. when you when you literally, Mike, when you handing a quarterback that much money, don't you as a as a GM oh, have an expectation of you know what this guy needs to the guy needs to elevate this guy needs to elevate above and beyond certain you know certain things that's going on. Absolutely, that that's the definition. He has to be a force multiplier. He has to raise all the other players on his team. And I agree, like. It was either lack of not knowing the system, okay. lack of confidence. Something was wrong there. Look at Trevor Lawrence, and we know what he was coached by. 
and then look how he looks. Yeah, this but he's, year. A, he's you a young. Say, but you he's a young. He's, but he's a young player. But like, system, we can't even. But we can't. We can't compare but Trevor the, Lawrence but the to Russell Wilson. You're no, talking about a second-year player the system, right? with a guy who's been in the league over a decade. Well, he yeah, said, but well, he's trash, talking about something trash. different. This is a set in his ways veteran in his 30s that that is probably right. not. So Dan, that's why to to D which point. They have to go back to what worked in Seattle. Right. That's it. That's what, there, that's the, no but, that's, but that's the coach's job. And Nathaniel Hackett, you know, we've all had coaches that have their system. They have no other plan B because they can't adjust because they are system. But let me, let, me, let me ask you this question. Why is Geno playing better in the same system this year? Well, listen, if a backup quarterback for Denver starts to play well, then it's Russell Wilson. But if he sucks too, then it lets me know it's about the system. But I'll, I'll say this. Pete Carroll deserves a lot of credit. Yes, well, he does. A very underrated aspect of team building is evaluating your own. Right. And he saw every day that Geno Smith and Russell Wilson, you know, all of us were like, oh, transition year, maybe Drew Locke, top five pick. Geno Smith is a frontline starting quarterback in the NFL. Pete Carroll deserves a ton of credit. Hey, D. Wood, I, you, you're really upset with me because this is how you used to talk to me when you used my locker mate. You put your hands in your pocket because you're frustrated. It's okay, D. Wood. Well, we had a different circumstances. We're not going to get into all of that right, <laughs> right now. But I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. He got his hand in his pocket. Come on, it, D. Wood. It, Why don't we put a quick bow on chill. Russell Wilson and leave this conversation for another time? Quick bow on Russell yes, Wilson. Please. Russell Wilson has a lot to um, Russell Wilson has a lot to show, a lot to make up for the disaster of a year. We like Nathaniel Hackett is out. He's done. There's only one one person we're looking at now, and that's the quarterback. No matter who the coach is next no year, matter it who will the be a it's big year the quarterback. for Russell Wilson. When we come back, actually, no, when we're done here, first take will be coming up next. Who is most at fault for the Broncos' miserable season? And which team is the best in the NFC? Those are among the many topics you will hear on first take when we are done here at the top of the hour. Tis the season for bowl games, and we've got four more for you today, Bart Scott, on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and the app. We got the Camellia Bowl at noon Eastern, Georgia Southern and Buffalo. Then you got Memphis and Utah State in the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, followed by the Carolinas Battle, Coastal versus East, and Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. You can even you can watch it on the app. You can leave the TV. You can bring it with you. And then you cap the day with Wisconsin and Oklahoma State in the guaranteed rate. Bowl, all the bowls you can handle and more. Jerry Jones is talking this morning on uh, on his radio show. Said he would welcome a rematch with the Eagles because it means, quote, we're well into the playoffs. <laughs> Says it would make for an interesting matchup. This out of the wild card. It's hard to dispute that. Yeah, right. They couldn't face the Eagles until the second round, so <laughs> so that makes sense. But listen, hey, they didn't have uh, Dak for the first matchup, and and the Eagles didn't have Jalen Hurts for the second matchup. Rubber like, match. Be cool to see them both at full strength, no? Yeah, rubber match. I'll, I'll sign up for that one. It'd be yeah. great TV. But you would like the Eagles in that one. Absolutely. I'm, I love the uh, city of brotherly love, brother. <laughs> D. Wood, who do you like in that? You know who I like, bro. All right. Like we know who I, TV is. I, 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 I don't know why you ask. Like. Wait, I got a question. Where's the like, game played? Like state TV over there. Where's the what game played? It's going to be played in Philly. It's not going to be Philly's got to win. Be in Jersey, Philly's got to win one more game to lock that up. They got to win one more game. Dallas got to win there. Don't they got Tennessee this week? Do you know Jalen's going to play in the regular season? We don't know that. We don't know when Jalen Hurts is coming back. A lot of intrigue in the NFC as always. Thanks for watching. Get up. First take is next. 